Hello and welcome to the Visitor's Bench. You're here with Colossi and, Z and Zapor to talk sports. In the lead-off, we have the NFL opening night, including the Pats vs. Chiefs in the upcoming games tomorrow. Uh, in the two-hole, we have our champions. We're going to pick champions from each division, NFC and AFC. In the three-hole spot, we have uh, the AFC and NFC Conference Championship picks and Super Bowl picks this year. And finally, we got the fantasy cleanup, talking about flex picks and uh, the Zeke goings-on, as well as uh, talking a little bit about our own fantasy team, and uh, we finished up our draft. So we're going to go ahead and lead off with our Pats versus Chiefs. I'm so brokenhearted. It was a tough night. Yeah, rough night for you as a Pats fan, for sure. Yeah, um, it was tough to watch. Rough yeah. night as a Broncos fan, too, watching the Chiefs win as a division opponent, and they looked good. And... Um, you know, I think uh, I actually was rooting for the Pats for that reason. Thank you, thank as, you. Uh, division, but <laughs> yeah. it didn't really help. Most and Broncos fans were, I think. But yeah, man, Alex Smith looked good. Hunt looked good. We, I mean, last podcast we talked a lot about the rookies and we ranked the four rookies. And Hunt wasn't even in the in the conversation. And I know Spencer Ware was still healthy back then, but you know, man, this guy Kareem Hunt looked good. And he is this the good. new Zeke this year or uh, what? He might be. You know, you still got to see what the other four rookies do. But he's definitely going to be featured in the Andy Reid offense. Um, Andy Reid coming off any bye week or given time to prepare for any opponent uh, has a phenomenal record. And um, they really put a better game plan together. Put a weapon on him. Yeah, well. <laughs> That's what up. I thought you were going to say. Uh, but, you know, Brady and Gronk, we have them as the fantasy connection. They didn't really yeah, connect. Uh. They had that one chance in the first quarter other than that big drop it was frustrating seeing that hit the ground oh yeah especially play. celebrating the touchdown and then seeing the review afterwards coming back i think i ran from the living room into the kitchen and then came back and was oh it was so disheartening to see that in the start of the game i really did not like the play calling too many uh risks i thought they should have been a little more conservative week one um, they got the best kicker in the league. They should have probably kicked a couple field goals, take the points. It would have been a lot closer game in the fourth quarter, even with Kansas City um, scoring some of those points. Uh, Tyreek Hill looked good. Tyreek Hill looked real good. Ty Hill, he said. And, man, he burned Stephon Gilmore. I mean, I think Stephon Gilmore owes the Pats a couple bucks back after that one. He looked bad on that play. Yeah, he played okay the rest of it. Yeah, he looked okay the rest of the game. But, man, that was – yard touchdown, so that's and tough. Hill can burn. Hill can burn. They're going to use him a lot this year. They're going to figure out a lot of ways to get the ball to him. I thought uh, Brandon Cooks looked good. I thought Brady hit him deep once, and, and it was a really nice pass, and Cooks brought it in. He's quick. He's Cooks very is quick. fast they'll, as well. They'll, they'll pick up their pace a little bit, and they'll start connecting a little more as Brady and this offense starts getting used to each other, and it's going to be tough with Edelman out. I think you see that that's oh, going to yeah, have an effect. Definitely. But. It'll take him a couple I mean, everybody's saying it. He's the heart and soul of that offense. He's the one talking trash every time he catches the ball. But it was evident to me, too. I mean, once Hightower got hurt and left the game, the defense just was unable to stop any run, stop any pass. But you saw they signed that uh, Kyle Van Noy to an extension I yesterday? saw that. I saw Van Noy's to an extension. I was hoping to see Landon Roberts. I, I He had a great year last year, and uh, we'll just have to kind of go on and uh, see what if he can come back and, and make some tackles. But, yeah, disheartening as a Pats fan to see the first game go down. But, you know, things happen. No more perfect season, and I'm, I'm kind of happy that that talk's done because the pressure is probably too much anyway, even for professionals. But the leadoff hitter is now done. We're going into the two-hole. 
Division champions. Let's talk about the AFC divisions first. So let's start. As the Patriots fan, I'm always going to start with the AFC East. I guess you could save the best for last, but I want to start with the Pats. So uh, AFC East, go discussion. ahead. There's not much of a discussion here. It's the it's the Patriots. I think division. we're in agreement for this uh, one. Yeah. You know Miami. We might talk about them as a wild card team, but the other two teams have pretty much given up on this season. And um, yeah, let's talk about the AFC North next. Yeah, Pats all the way. AFC North. Man, I know. <laughs> I love those Browns, but no, I'm just kidding. Uh, you know, you got to go Steelers. I think their offensive power is just too much with Bell, Brown, and Roethlisberger. I mean, as long as Roethlisberger can stay healthy, I think they'll be okay. Their defense is still a little, uh, you know, a little weaker than it normally is, but, you know, the front seven's st- uh, pretty good still, so I think they'll do pretty well against the run, but the pass game uh, might hurt them a little bit, yeah, but I, I got saw, the Steelers. I saw they just signed Stefan Tuitt today to a long extension. Their defense will be better this year. Uh, it's the Steelers in this division, and we'll yeah. talk about them and the Patriots, I think, as the potential AFC Conference Championship. Nice. Alright, let's head on to the AFC South. I'll let you go I on like that. This is my sleeper pick. I think we talked about it last week. It's the Titans. I think... Nice. Um, with Mariota coming up, uh, they got the Corey Davis, Delaney Walker, Murray, and I think Derrick Henry's going to have a year, and I think their defense is um, getting better. So I like the Titans this year. I like your pick, but I you know, I got to go Houston. The Texans, um, I think they have something to play for. They got, I mean, I know it's silly to say, but the hurricane and everything, you, you know, you always have something extra on, on kind of those types of teams. Um, and their defense is just so strong. So strong up front, Watt, uh, and um, what's that? The other guys, Clowney. Uh, you know, their their front four are just really strong, and and I think their defense might pull them right? through. And merciless, I mean, yeah, and uh, and McKinney maybe Benardrick McKinney, another young linebacker. linebacker yeah. You know, they have a really strong D, and I think their defense is going to hold them. Deshaun Watson, I think, brings new life to this team. He's a champion. He knows how what to win. What week does Deshaun Watson start? Oh my God! I hope he. I hope they just bring him in the first week. It's not. <laughs> I Savage hope is the quarterback. Oh yeah. I know they love Tom happen. Savage. I've heard great things about Tom Savage, but I think you know. I think Deshaun Watson's going to be the one taking over, and you're going to see him really succeed in this league. But I got the uh, Texans coming out of the South. But let's head on to the West. Um, oh, a little homer pick for you, maybe from the West. But uh, uh, let me yeah. go first on the West, and after watching the Chiefs. I mean, my goodness. I think losing Eric Berry is, is really disheartening, and that can kill their defense. But seeing that offense with Hill and Hunt and Alex Smith just being able to zoom that ball everywhere he wants to go, I got to go the Kansas City Chiefs this year. This is, you know, and this might be the strongest division in football. I mean, I think that's something we should maybe talk about after we pick the champion. It is, you know what? And I thought about going the Chiefs, and I think everybody's going to be on the Chiefs bandwagon. But I think the Eric Berry injury is going to be tough for their defense, and they're old. And Justin Houston, he's got to stay healthy the whole season. I'm taking the Broncos. I'm going to take a still home with pick no here. time. I, I think the Broncos the can win 11 good. games with Trevor Simeon. Um, the bottom line is they won nine games last year, and they only have better options this year. And a Mike McCoy offense that's going to be a better fit for Semyon and I think another year under his belt is going to bring us to 11 wins and I think uh, 11 wins is going to win that that division because all those teams are going to beat up on each other. The yeah. Chargers can beat any one of those teams. I think the Raiders are going to have a, a little bit of a decline if you will. Their defense is really going to struggle this year. Um, 
But I do think it's the best division in football. But I'm gonna take the Broncos. Nice. I like the Homer pick. I think the wild card. We'll talk. I think the what did the Broncos go last year? Pick your two wild card picks. What's your two? Not yet. Nine and seven. Nine and seven. I think that you know I do think the Broncos have a better team. I think the quarterback competition again was nonsense. I think they should just gave it to Simeon. Well, you can't invest a first round pick and then yeah, but yeah, they but they said he needed two years to kind of improve and get better. Yeah, but that was when they thought they had. I guess they didn't think they had Brock, but... Well, they got Brock now, don't they? They didn't think Semyon would do this. You can't just start Semyon for two years He's and the solid. next year come into the year and say, no, you're not the starter, it's Paxton yeah. Shaw. I mean, it, it can't happen. All right, let's pick... So you're saying let's pick the two wild yeah, cards from the AFC? Cards, yeah. We're talking AFC, might as well. All right, so I'm thinking... Oh, man. So I'd say, I'd say the Raiders are coming out of the West... And I'd say the Titans are coming out of the South. Those would be my two wild cards this year. I, I think, think the uh, Raiders have a good team. Derek Carr is solid. They got two good wideouts on the outside, Carr and Crabtree. And their defense, I think, uh, it's not great, but I think their front. I love Khalil Mack, and I think if he can keep getting to the quarterback, they'll have a good season. And, I mean, you like the Titans, so you've already talked about them. We don't have to go into that. But, all right, what are your two wild cards? Uh. Chiefs and Texans. I think the Raiders are just going to miss out this year. I think that's a division. I think the Chargers are going to go 8-8, eight eight, so that means that division is just going to be real tough. Some of the other bottom dwellers in the other divisions are going to take a lot of losses this year. Good picks, good picks. All right, let's head on to the NFC. So we'll start with the NFC East. This is another tough division. I don't know if it's just these are good teams or if it's just they're kind of even teams. But for me, do you want to go first on this one? Yeah, I'm going to take the Giants. I think they take that step forward this year with their defense. I think Brandon Marshall there uh, is going to take a little bit of heat off of Del Beckham. They'll figure out the running game to be somehow better, and Eli's just going to sling the ball around, and they have a top three probably defense. So nice. um, even with Zeke coming back, and we'll talk about that. Yeah, um, you know, I thought about taking the Cowboys here, but I'm going the Eagles, actually. Um, I think Carson Wentz is going to show up this year and prove to be one of the top quarterbacks in the league. Um, I think with Alshon Jeffrey and a couple of the weapons he's added, and I think, were the Eagles my sleeper pick in the last podcast? I think they were, so yeah, good pick. Um, I think they've added a couple things. I think, I know Blunt's there. I know you said he might not be getting a load of the carries, but he can always contribute, and I think with Sproles and their running game, I think they have a three-headed back maybe with the new guy Pumphrey, but I think I'm taking the Eagles out of the East. NFC North, uh, you know, this is Aaron Rodgers' division. All day. But the, the Lions and Stafford, they just paid him $92 million guaranteed. Yeah. Uh, I just they made Stafford the playoffs last year. League. They may be a wild card here, but this is the Packers' division. You know, I 100% agree with you. It's all day Rodgers, you know, discount double check. Or so let's talk about the NFC South because this division, I think, like the AFC West, is the second toughest division. I was I think thinking about there's that. There's a lot of teams. I was thinking the same thing on the way home. Any one of these teams can division. be first to last place. Man. All With right. that being said. Who you got? <laughs> Man, this is a tough one. The Bucks, I think, Ooh. you know, I watched an episode of Hard Knocks earlier. I like the Bucks. I think Jameis Winston's going to step up. It's going to be tough for them having this week one bye pushed to, you know, now they have to play week 11, 16 straight games for this team. Uh, but I think they're going to go 11-5, and 12-4, and win this division. I think that's a great pick. I like the Bucks a lot too this year. But I'm going the Falcons this year. I think they have something to prove. I think, you know, they got that Super Bowl loss and they're just 
and especially that opening night <laughs> nonsense the Pats pulled, putting the score up the twenty eight three. I mean, they have they have something to prove, and you know that they, was really arrogant. By the that way, that was I agree. I think and that was arrogant. I think that was a little too much, and they the had whole to thing the was Chiefs. a little too much. It was way too much. And then Mark Wahlberg coming out, I didn't like that either. Didn't he leave the Super Bowl or so, like? Why did they even have the him crazy out there? thing? It was is so Belichick weird. talked when they won the Super Bowl and said we're five weeks behind other teams. He acts like he's getting so prepared for 2018, and that night it sounded like they were still celebrating their Super Bowl. Right, it was we'll ter- yeah. That's a you know that's a great point. They were still celebrating the Super Bowl, and they played like it, and they played terrible. The NFC West. Uh, Hold on, I didn't did I? Oh, I picked the Falcons. All right, go ahead. NFC West. Uh, the the Seahawks are going to win this division. They have the. Other top three defenses. I think it's the the Giants, the Seahawks, and the Broncos in any order can finish one, two, three this year. They'll win this division. You might talk about a wild card team coming out of this division. The Rams should have a better year uh, with their new coach in Los Angeles and Wade Phillips going there, but this is the Seahawks division. I like the Seahawks as well, but I'm going with the Cardinals. I think they also have a top five defense. Um, maybe not quite as good as the Seahawks, but they got some real talent on the outside with Peterson. And if Tyron Matthew can stay healthy, they'll have some really solid help with him. Um, also, with David Johnson, you can't go wrong. I mean, the offensive powerhouse that this team could be. Larry Fitzgerald, he's like, I mean, he's like the old timer that never quits. He he catches every Just ball. Just drafted his him way. in a league. Yeah, great draft because, I mean, he, he, <laughs> you forget that this guy's one of the top ten receivers in the league every single year. Yet he in fantasy drafts he goes late, late, late. But I take the Cardinals. All right, let's take our two wild card NFC teams. So I'll let you go first on this one. I think the Saints. I like Drew Brees. I think their defense can hold up a little bit this year. I'm gonna take the Saints as a as a sleeper pick. Um, the Falcons, I think, are gonna be one of those Super Bowl teams who misses the playoffs. Ooh. And the Cowboys. I think the Cowboys. You know, with Zeke playing the whole year, I think. They will have a quote-unquote regression, but that regression will be 11 or 12 wins. They went 13-3 last year. Yeah, I was thinking Cowboys, but I think the NFC East is going to be, kind of like you said about the AFC, uh, what is it, West? They're going to beat up on each other, and I think the Cowboys aren't going to make the playoffs. I'm, I'm going to take the Lions and the Panthers. Um, I think the Panthers with McCaffrey, I think they have new light down there. They're still a Super Bowl-caliber team. And they're kind of being forgot about. Cam Newton's coming back. He's going to be healthy this year. And then Detroit. They just signed Stafford. Um, you know, I think they, they I think they made the playoffs last year. And I think they're just going to keep getting better. And so I'm going to go ahead with the Lions and the Panthers. But let's go ahead. Two holes all done. Three hole. Coming up is our NFC and AFC Conference champ picks and our Super Bowl picks. So uh, I'll let you go ahead first on the NFC and AFC Conference champs. In the NFC, I have the the Packers. I think that this is Aaron Rodgers' year. Um, I think with a stronger defensive effort and another year with Jordy Nelson being healthy, that Aaron Rodgers is going to bring them back to the Super Bowl. And are we, you want to do your NFC pick? All right, I'll take my NFC pick. I'm – man – I hate agreeing with you, but I'm also taking the Packers. Oh. It makes for terrible radio, but yeah, I, I just think Aaron Rodgers is just too good. I think if they can stay healthy, they're the, one of the best teams in the league, and I don't think anything's going to stop them this year. But AFC, I'm going first on this one, and I'm you know who I'm taking. I'm taking the New England Patriots. I don't care about what happened on Thursday. 
uh, you know, let the past be the past. I'm actually kind of happy. I actually told a few people, I know a lot of you might not believe me, I said, you know, the Chiefs are a kind of team that can beat the Patriots, especially on week one. Uh, the Pats looked ill-prepared, but I think they'll just continue to get better and better as the season goes on. It's what they typically do. And then when the playoffs show up, Brady will just take over, and, you know, I hope they'll have their pieces in place to, to win the Super Bowl again this year. I won't do a homer pick here. While I do think the Broncos can get to the Super Bowl, I think that the Steelers are going to be the team out of the AFC this year with Antonio Brown, Le'Veon Bell, Roethlisberger. This may be his last year. I mean, he's, wow. he talked about retirement. He did. Uh, last year. I think the defense uh, is getting is young and upcoming, and they just made a couple free agent signings. They've got Joe Hayden from Cleveland. It's a and, great pickup. Yeah, yeah. So I think that the Steelers. They said they liked both, him. They were respecting him already on the team. And if they can expose the Pats defense like the Chiefs did, then they can actually compete in the AFC Championship like they couldn't last year. And yeah, so you got Packers. Packers um, Steelers. Packers Steelers, and I got Packers Pats, and we'll have to uh, come back and talk about this. What time? February, right? Yeah. So we'll come back, and uh, one of our future podcasts will be. Both incorrect, I'm guessing, so <laughs> we'll go on from there. But all right, the three-hole is all done. We're moving on to our fantasy cleanup spot, and uh, we're starting. We finished our draft, and uh, we ended up with Gronk with our first pick, McCaffrey with our second. We didn't think McCaffrey was going to fall, but we grabbed him. Maybe it would have been better to grab Hunt. We'll end up finding out. But At that time, though, Spencer Ware was only out eight weeks at that's the time true, of, our, that's of true. our draft. So. But... The big decision we have this week for our fantasy is our flex spot. So we're going to talk a little bit about flex spots. And hopefully in the future, once we set up our page and, and can get some comments, we'll take some comments from you guys and some questions about flex and players and you know players you might want to pick up and players you might want to drop and things like that or who should start over who and things like that. Uh, but our flex spot, we're looking at, well, actually with, with the whole um, hurricane down in Florida, Jarvis Landry's sitting, so we have uh, Jarvis Landry out. So for our second wideout spot, Tyreek Hill already played for us and uh, did a did a very good job for the young man. He's quick. Tyreek almost outscored the other three players combined. So yeah, yeah, we so also yeah. had Brady, Gronk, and Goskowski, who you know didn't really show up as everybody saw on Thursday night. But so our other pick for a wide receiver with uh, Landry out. Is uh, we're looking at Paul Richardson, Kenny Britt, Marvin Jones, or Corey Davis. Um, Paul Richardson, I know, is your sleeper pick, and maybe you want to talk a little bit about him. He plays for um, who does he play for? Paul Richardson, yeah, is going to be my I told you so pick, which I'm going to be texting Mike tomorrow <laughs> afternoon. I'm after. telling him we're not starting him because I don't even know who he he's is. He's a little too <laughs> risky, but he's the number two receiver behind. Uh, Doug Baldwin in Seattle, and you know Russell Wilson's going to be throwing the ball around. They're playing Green Bay. No, who are they playing this week? Yeah, they're playing yeah, Green, Green Bay. Bay this week. So you you know Aaron Rodgers, even on that tough Seattle defense, is going to put up points. So Richardson's going to – he's the number two receiver there. They just traded away Curse. They just demoted Lockett to the second-team offense uh, and named him the starter. So I think that he's going to be the guy this week that – We'll have 50 to 80 yards and a touchdown, and I'll be texting you, I told you so, tomorrow. <laughs> uh, Marvin Jones, you know, he had a great first half of the season last year with Stafford and then seemed to fall off for some reason, so he's a little bit risky as well. Um, and then Kenny Britt, in you know, for playing for Cleveland, 
they're going to be behind Pittsburgh a lot. They're going to have to be throwing the ball. They like Deshaun Kaiser. He's been slinging the ball around. They paid Kenny Britt a lot of money as a free agent. I think they're going to try to get him the ball. Yeah, you know, I yeah I agree with you on the Kenny Britt thing, and and especially Marvin Jones playing the Cardinals, so I don't really want to go up against him. Who is, is, it, is he Pe- the top receiver for Detroit? Who else is on Detroit? Golden Tate. Oh Tate. So Tate and Marvin they, Jones. I mean, they're going to get Tate locked around, down. But somebody. <laughs> I think they'll get Patrick locked down. Patrick Peterson is going to cover Marvin Jones yeah, Jr. at some point, and he's a top five cover corner. I think Kenny Britt with. Against the Steelers, I think that's the one weakness on the Steelers is that secondary. I agree with you. I think Pittsburgh's going to be scoring on them all day, so I think they'll be needing to pass. And Kenny Britt's a good decision. The the other guy's Corey Davis, and that could be the sleeper. And I'm going to say the told you so part because I maybe we should start Corey Davis because he might be the the biggest sleeper this week. I'm not opposed to it. My only issue with Corey Davis is he wasn't healthy during the preseason. He didn't play. He just came back and started practicing, I think, Monday or Tuesday. As a rookie coming back with Decker as a veteran, even though it's his first year there, I don't know. Do you think Mariota cares? Do you think it's going to be Corey Davis? He's the fifth pick overall, and they're just going to feed him the ball? Right. Well, that's what I'm saying. I think think you have Decker. You have Delaney Walker. You have – who else? You have – what's his name on the outside? Uh, Rashard Matthews. Rashard Matthews. So I think you set up Corey. Da- I mean, Corey Davis is basically the fourth option who's going to be open all day. He's the one that the defense is not preparing for. So I think he might be the guy. I think he might score a touchdown this week. I think he's so going to end up with at least. Danny Woodhead yards. was the other option. We yes, think we're going to start him as a well, flex, that's in our flex because so we have yeah. So let's say I agree with it. So let's go Kenny Britt with our wide receiver. Kenny Britt with our wideout, I think we both agree. I think he's got the best shot to get the ball a lot with Pittsburgh uh, probably scoring a lot of points against Cleveland and their secondary being probably their weakest part of their defense. And let's talk about the flex. So let's move Danny Woodhead into the conversation. Let's move uh, – who else? But We have Sproles. Let's move Sproles into the conversation. Let's. Do you want to keep Paul Richardson in the conversation? Not this week. I okay. guess he's just too risky. But He I... can still be your told you so. You can tell me so. You can text me all day tomorrow when he's going off. And he might. But he's also, he, yeah, Green Bay secondary. Man, he might be a good. All right, we'll talk about that. Corey Davis is too risky this week, I think. So let's let's shut down Corey Davis combo and, and Paul Richardson combo, and let's talk about Marvin Jones, Danny Woodhead, Darren Sproles. I think you got to start Woodhead. Flacco's coming off an injury. He's going to be checking the ball down. He's not going to be slinging it 50 yards downfield with a back injury. Uh, Danny Woodhead is also coming off an injury, so that's a risk. But yeah. I think. You know, I, I'm going to agree with you again. I like Danny Woodhead. I think with the new squad on the uh, on the Baltimore Ravens, I think he's going to be the, the kind of underneath option out of the backfield, the check down guy. And, you know, Flacco is always checking down. So I think he's going to get maybe five to eight catches a game as well as maybe five to eight carries a game. You know, he might score this weekend. So he I sneaks think, a touchdown I, Yeah, I think there, he I might think. sneak a touchdown. And they're playing the Bengals, which, they you know, they have a great defense. But I think even with Perfect in the middle, or you know, he's a he's a really good player, but he's a little he's feisty, you know. But uh, I think Woodhead can get away from him. He's small, fast, and quick, and you know he can catch that ball out of the backfield and make something happen. I think he might just walk in late. All right, so tomorrow should be fun. I can't wait for the first round of fantasy. I know first round of fantasy, first weekend of the uh, NFL. Let's quickly talk about season. Zeke. My issue oh, with the Zeke yeah. situation. So I, we ended up. I, I, if you don't remember, if you didn't listen to the first podcast, we uh, we 
We're in a keeper fantasy league, and we ended up keeping Le'Veon Bell over Zeke Elliott because we figured Zeke Elliott was getting the suspension this year, and we wanted to take the safer pick with Bell. And, uh, you know, I still think we made the right pick. I, you know, Bell is going to be a major part of that Steelers offense. He, you know, he catches the ball. He runs the ball. He's he's, he's everything you ever want in a fantasy I don't player. care about that because the six-game suspension could end up just getting pushed the next year. So That's true. It's not worth having the Zeke thing hang over you for a year. Yeah, that's true because he would have been our keeper from then on. Like that, that My issue is with the NFL and the fact that they had a year and a half to figure this out. They waited until two weeks before the season. It's the same with everything. They did the same thing with Brady. But why they're impacting their entire product by doing this. 80% of the NFL is about fantasy right now. But here's the thing. Are they impacting their total product in a negative way or a positive way? Because right before the season starts, right before all these fantasy drafts, all of a sudden one of the best players in the NFL is on, on the chopping block. And right before the season starts, everybody's paying attention. Before Thursday, before Sunday, they everybody wants that. to know what's going on. Th- that's why they agreed it's what, to let him play It's almost like a marketing week. scheme. Well, that's why they agreed to let him play week one. Exactly. But they didn't want the injunction in Texas. By the way, it Especially got, the appeal lasting over, like, what, three days? I mean, come on. It, it was in Texas, by the way, so... I mean, did anybody actually think that the NFL was going to win that? That's why they fouled in New York. They were trying to get it brought to New York, but they couldn't get it done. Mm-hmm. The Zeke issue, it's just my, do it three months ago. Figure it out. Do the appeals. Have it done in time. Why are they doing it a week before the season? They're figuring it out before the first game is – after the Patriots game is played, before the first game is played – they're making decisions. It's out of control. It needs to be fixed. I completely forward. agree. I, th- I just think... That being said, we lucked out well, getting Zeke because people thought they were... Uh, he was going to miss six games. I ended up drafting him 14th. In yeah, the so it kind of saved us. We got a couple extra guys. But, you know, maybe it would have been nice... Well, Zeke went before our pick in that fantasy league. But he was going early in a couple of our drafts. But I think the other thing is, yeah, the NFL takes a little too long. But at the same time... You know, the, the, everybody's talking about how this collective bargaining agreement, what, four years down the line, is already an issue. I mean, it's like you have four years to figure things out, and already both sides are not. Aaron Donald They're just, already saying that there's going to be either a lockout or a strike, and it's like we have four years to come to an agreement, be adults, and figure things out to make sure that both sides can But they won't do that because be good, the NFL has the power now, so right. they're not going to give up four years of power. No, absolutely not. So the players are in a tough position here. Goodell's everything to the league. He's the, the well, that's king, why they just the gave president, him a five-year the extension. prime minister. He's everything. They just gave him a five-year extension through 2025. The owners love him. Yeah. But fantasy should be fun this week. It's the first week. Hunker down in the you know in the basement and watch a bunch of football. Eight hours straight of football. So let's talk, last thing before we leave, let's talk one more thing. Let's talk fantasy running backs, the rookie running backs, because we talked about it last week. Hunt went number one. So let's say, who's having the best weekend this weekend? Which rookie running back of the guys left? McCaffrey, Fournette, uh, Dalvin Cook, and Joe Mixon. Who's having the best weekend? For me, it's McCaffrey. I think that they are going to feature him in the offense. Jonathan Stewart's a little banged up. He might get the first down carries, Jonathan Stewart will, but I think they'll have McCaffrey in there a lot on second. Definitely he's going to be the third down back. And I think actually they're going to 
even have him in there on first, maybe even as a slot receiver or something and feature two running backs. They love running the ball in Carolina. So it's him for me, then Fournette. Him and Fournette can both have a good week. Mixon, I think, is going to take a couple weeks to really catch on. I like him this year. I think by the fourth week he's going to be the number one back, but it's going to take him some time working in there between Hill and Giovanna Bernard. So he'll be my um, pick below those guys. Nice. I like that pick. I love McCaffrey. I think he is going to have a good weekend. I think all the rookies might have a great weekend. I'm going with Dalvin Cook. Oh, Dalvin Cook was my third. I would have ranked him above above um, Mixon. Mixon. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you know, I'm going with Dalvin Cook this week. I think he's a three-down back. I think he can run the ball, catch the ball. He's going to be the surprise. I think he's the least talked about rookie. Everyone's loving Joe Mixon and McCaffrey, and Fournette's going to be this – AP futuristic guy, and Hunt just had this big weekend, and I think we're going to forget about this guy, Dalvin Cook, who might be the number one running back up in Minnesota. But you know, they Latavius have a is, number... Well, Latavius Murray's hurt, he's, you know, he's, he and he's injury prone. He was always hurt in Oakland. They always had their backups in, you know, so I think I think pe- Dalvin Cook might surprise some people this year. I like him. I tried to get him in a bunch of leagues. I think I got him in one or, in one or two, but... Uh, I think he might take some time to catch on as well, but it's going to be fun watching the rookies this week. Yeah, I agree. But that's going to be it for us. You know, thank you for listening in to the Visitor's Bench. I'm Kalasi. I'm Zaypor. And have a good one, guys. This podcast proudly sponsored by Emma Technologies, specializing in custom hardware and software solutions for small businesses. Check them out at emmatech.us. Emma Technologies. Simple is better.